Welcome back to the Life School Masterclass Show, a place where visionary leaders build a life and business legacy on purpose through mindset, branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team so they can make an amazing impact and income and positively affect their communities worldwide. Ensure that you are sharing the show, you're subscribing, and you also are leaving us a review so we can create more amazing content around those areas to help you level up to the next level and also bring amazing guest experts that can share their knowledge and expertise with you so that you can create amazing legacy. All right, Legacy Builders, welcome back to another show. I'm back with you with the Life School Masterclass show with another amazing conversation and another amazing guest today. And we'll be talking about masterminds. Um, I always personally loved a good meeting of the minds, a place where people can learn and grow and really um, leverage other people's knowledge and expertise and gifts to uh, grow their companies. So uh, who better than our guest today to really give us an insight on how to use masterminds actually as a business model to scale our companies. Jay, thank you so much I have with me today. Jay Fairbrother. Jay, thank you so much for coming on and looking forward to getting to know you a little bit better and um, grateful for all the amazing insights you'll be adding to our conversation today. Thanks, Alona. I'm happy to be here. Hopefully, I'll have something uh, amazing as an insight. You absolutely do, because I know we have connected individually. So uh, the passion that you have for the work that you do um, and all the amazing wisdom that you bring to the table is definitely something that I'm grateful to share with our listeners today. So, Jay, I usually ask all my guests to share a little bit around the work you do and how did you get into what what you know what you do with the work you do? Yeah. So I'm a serial entrepreneur for 30 years. I've founded, bought, and sold seven-figure businesses. And um, I'm at that point in my life that I can barely remember what I ate for lunch yesterday. But I vividly remember 25 years ago when I walked out of my very first entrepreneur mastermind meeting and said to myself, oh my God, I finally found my tribe. And I didn't know that that day would change my life in so many ways. Um, that was the first mastermind I got in. And um, I started joining every mastermind I could after that. Um, and so over the next, you know, I'd say 15 years as I was growing uh, businesses, I, um, you know, ended up in about 10 or 12, 10 or 11 different masterminds, um, one of which I stayed in for 17 years. But part of my story is that, um, you know, I had some success, uh, especially with my first business. I grew it to about 200 employees and about 10 million in annual revenue, and I sold it in 2004. So the next few years were a lot of fun. I bought three other businesses. I traveled. I made lots of different investments. And then this little thing called the 2008 to 2010 worldwide financial crisis happened. And I, like many people uh, at that time, I lost everything. So I quite literally went from being a multimillionaire living in a mansion to living in my friend's basement without a car and, and lost my marriage to boot. So that was obviously a pivotal moment as, as I'm sitting there alone in the basement. 
and I didn't react well. I, you know, I hid in that basement. I withdrew. I disconnected from life. I withdrew from all the entrepreneurial connections that I had built for 15 years because I was living in that shame of losing everything and having been so successful and now, you know, being basically penniless. Um, so I spent five months in that basement, literally, but more like five years figuratively, um, just dealing with that shame. Uh, and, and that's not, it, it's not an easy thing to even admit that I spent that long, you know, figuratively in that basement. Um, so finally, I got to a point where I felt like I'd built up enough resilience and sort of to put myself back into the game as, as a coach and consultant. Um, business advisor. And, you know, my first thought was masterminds because they had literally changed my life, helped me grow my businesses. Uh, the guy whose basement I lived in uh, for five months was because of a, it was a mastermind relationship. Um, and so, I, you know, I decided that I wanted to do masterminds, but, you know, obviously I can go out and create a few of my own. But what I really want to do is leverage it to help other entrepreneurs to be able to create their own masterminds. And the reason that's so important, you know, my primary market is like coaches and speakers, authors, experts. Um, but the reason that it, it's so critical to me is that masterminds are really about the relationships. And if you think about how disconnected our world is these days, you know, digital disconnection and isolation from COVID and just, you know, the, I think the U.S. Virgin General declared an epidemic of loneliness uh, earlier this year. You know, masterminds is, is really a great way not just to help, you know, get, as you stated at the beginning, not just get a bunch of people together who are all committed to helping each other, um, whether it's as entrepreneurs or with a lifestyle change or transformation, um, but it creates really deep, meaningful relationships that you, you know, you create this tribe of people who just has your back. So to me, that's the most important aspect. That's the part I'm passionate about is creating that connection. Yeah, because that's actually what I was going to ask you, like what really stood out to you as you feel that um, you participate in a mastermind for that many years? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I hear of masterminds that are more short term and I attended a few, but that many years that really it seems like it left an impact on you. And you that's what you just said. Right. So the deep relationships that you got to build that. How did you actually, because a lot of times we speak about relationship building and nurturing relationships being really important uh, assets for us as service providers. How did you um, nurture those relationships? How did you optimize those relationships for win-win opportunities in the, in the future of the vision of the goals that you had personally? So let, let me back up one step to try to answer that question, which is really what is a mastermind, right? Because especially in the coach, speaker, expert, influencer world, a lot of people slap a mastermind label on what is really just group coaching, meaning, you know, it's still a program where people just show up and pray to the altar of the guru and there's some Q&A, but they call it a mastermind because that's sexier and they can get more money for it. Um, a true mastermind, like in the Napoleon Hill sense of, you know, you create a third brain that, that is the, what I call the group brain um, or the collaborative, um, 
the the concept there is a true mastermind is typically a smaller group of eight to 14 people that stay together as a group. It's not a revolving door. So there's new people every time. Um, and that's where you build those long-term relationships. And, and we refer to it um, as a family of choice that you build um, of people that you are excited to wake up every day and go, I get to hang out with my tribe today in the mastermind. So the, there's in t when I work with people to help them build or add a mastermind to their model as you know typically a high-end product you know so you get one-to-one -one coaching and then a course and maybe a, a lower level or shorter term group coaching program and then a high-end mastermind is the typical model um, when I work with people in that I'm not saying you have to create a true mastermind I help a lot of people create what I call a hybrid, which is a cross between sort of group coaching and a true mastermind so that you can serve more people or maybe at a lower price, but build in those relationship building aspects. So to come back to your question, you know, sort of how do you do that? Um, so it's important in a mastermind or hybrid that you give people a voice. So you can't have a two-hour meeting with 40 people in it because not all 40 people are going to have a voice. You know, some are just spectators and there's a few people highlighted. That's the concept of a true mastermind is, you know, every meeting, everybody gets a voice, everybody gets heard, um, and, and you can build things into it so that, like I do a lot of relationship building exercises in my masterminds. Um, that, you know, can be anything from silly conversation starters to, you know, asking people to go really deep and reveal things, the, the real issues they're struggling with and the real things they're, they're you know, uh, that keep them up at night. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And um, the other question that naturally progresses that I know a lot of my audience sometimes, I think there's a lot of confusion around these business models. I mean, what would you recommend if someone, let's say, you know, as you mentioned, it, it is a higher ticket positioning with the mastermind. But when can someone start bringing this in into their business? And how does someone know that this is the right fit or business model for them? It's a great question that the thing is that anyone can really start a mastermind. Um, you don't, you know, I, I mentioned that sort of ascension ladder that's typical in a coaching or consulting business. You don't have to have that. I know a seven figure coach who, who built their business seven figures and their only product was a $15,000 mastermind. They didn't have lower level products. It was either that or, or nothing and, and, you know, built that up over the years. So um, the only thing that I would say is that you have to at least be clear on, you know, what your expertise is and how you can help deliver that and help others. But the key thing is figuring out who belongs in the mastermind and who doesn't. Um, I, I say that um, there's two types of people you don't want in a mastermind, lurkers and narcissists. Because the the concept of the mastermind is it's a collaborative group it's there's co-creation there's you know shared wisdom and you know if somebody is just approaches it from what's in it for me what's in it for me and doesn't have an attitude of like oh look we're, we're here to help and support each other and grow together um it, it doesn't work 
Yeah, that's important to really nurture the the culture of the little community, right? Because it's a, it, a culture develops there. But I love that you said that there is no um, there is no you should do anything in any 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 business or life in general, right? If it feels good to you, and if that's the container that you have chosen to provide the transformation, and you enjoy that part of the process too, so a mastermind could definitely be something that might be um, a business model that um, you leverage. And what about marketing? Marketing is one of those other things that I know with um, anything that's um, higher volume, more people involved, group container does take a different strategy around how to not reach the right people to get into that mastermind, especially because it's more of a closed off like 15 people. Um, so how do you market that? So you you find that perfect little group and community of members that you are helping, you know, then move through the process of the transformation. Yep. So obviously the marketing language is important and you've got to be able to clearly articulate the outcomes that someone can expect from joining your little tribe. Um, but it can be all over the board. Like that first mastermind that I got in and, and the one I stayed in for 17 years, our only goal for that mastermind was to grow our businesses and be better entrepreneurs. Now, little did I know that, you know, shortly into that mastermind, you know, people were talking about very personal issues and their screwed up marriages and kids problems and how the business was ruining their lives. <laughs> yeah. um, that wasn't the intent, but that's what I call sort of a more processed driven mastermind where the the outcome isn't necessarily prescribed like you know in 12 months you're going to achieve x y and z and that sort of takes me to the, the next point is you know one of my pet peeves in the expert influencer uh, arena is people who find one way to do something and they're successful and then they create a program to teach others and basically all they're doing is saying do it exactly like i did it so yeah. to me, it's that you shouldn't create my mastermind. You need to figure out what are the puzzle pieces you put together that that make the the right uh, you know sort of formula for you to exercise your superpowers and you know draw out the best in the people that that you surround yourself with. So some masterminds are more content and training driven, more you know closer to that group coaching side of the spectrum some are you know like my my superpowers facilitation i love being in a live meeting unpredictable i don't know what's going to happen i'm managing you know big personalities in a, in a meeting um i could wake up every day and and be passionate about doing that whereas you know if you, somebody came to me and said you know can you produce content for a 12-month program i'd be like oh my god you know no <laughs> Um, that's not what I, I, you know, not that I couldn't, but that's not what I want to do. So there, there, it, there's no right formula. It's a matter of figuring out what is sort of the best thing that, that works for you. And, and, and then, you know, it comes back to the who, right? Who, who are the people you want to surround yourself with uh, that you're going to be passionate about working with? Yeah, absolutely. It's looking at it more of a macro level of, um, you know, the right container to, for you to, once you discover yourself and where you want to stay, how is it that you could leverage your um, your gifts, right? So a mastermind could be that environment or that little community, as we mentioned. What about personalized uh, support for members in a mastermind? How is that 
how does how do most uh, people that run masterminds handle that or, or at least from your experience because i know and i've seen that firsthand too that people come to grow their businesses and how much more support they need only in all the other areas because obviously we are a um complex um human beings right we just we can't just isolate to the one thing that we're coming to get help for so in in that setting of a mastermind how can people get that personal support if they're um looking for someone to kind of just help them navigate step by step yeah. and kind of going through a certain process or a certain problem yeah so you know, again, if people are attracted to you and, and through your marketing messages, you, part of the emphasis is on how you can help them as a coach, advisor, you know, consultant, whatever, um, then one of the things that is fairly common in this kind of a model is you add either as an upsell option or as included in the package when they join some individual coaching. So the concept is that you're leveraging your time as the expert uh, coach consultant so that you're not doing all one-on-one, -on -one, but you build in a, a small one-on-one -on -one component to it so that people feel like they're getting some individual attention and personalization. Then the other thing is, which goes back to your marketing message question, is you've got to position it and portray it as the value of the other people I'm bringing together into this group are, you know, equal or almost as equal to me as the leader guru, you know, uh, of the program. And you've got to be able to convey that, look, I'm bringing some really smart people into this and they're just like you. They have similar challenges from fears and frustrations and they have similar aspirations and goals. And that's sort of, you know, that it's positioning the container and then creating that container so that um, it works in a, in a collaborative setting. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the extreme example of that is there's lots of people who have gone out there and created what I call access masterminds, where they're not an expert in anything, but they happen to know some really high powered experts in their particular field or industry. And they go out and start talking to a few of them and say, I'm thinking of creating a mastermind and I'd like to get some really high level people in there. And they, you get three or, you know, three or four people to say, yeah, I'm, I could be interested in that. And then you leverage their names to go get three or four others to say, I, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so -and -so is going to be in this. And what you create is this exclusivity. And it's like, look, I don't care if you can teach me anything. I want to hang out with these high level, you know, any players that you're putting together. And then if you take that concept, the exclusivity concept is really critical to part of the marketing message. Um, you know, what I talk about is flipping the script. So that instead of selling your mastermind, you're the gatekeeper inviting people into a ex very exclusive club. And, you know, it's almost like, why, why should I let you into my mastermind? Convince me of that. Yeah, yeah, it's like then you're going to qualifying process of why you should become a member. Uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely a lot of food for thought for someone that might be listening and watching or even thinking about adding this as a, a next step to their business. Or if they're starting out, this could be the thing that they find um, uh, that most aligns with them for sure. Um, Jay, I would love to kind of bring you back or leverage your experience as an entrepreneur, more of the wide 
the wide shot of the journey as an entrepreneur with everything that you mentioned at the beginning of your journey. What are some lessons, some things that you have derived being an entrepreneur for such a long time? You know, when you have tasted your success, you've tasted some of those lessons or failures. I don't love that word, but let's just say that that's what it was in the journey. What can you share with other successful entrepreneurs, people that really feel that this is their calling, this is a channel of how they're going to create impact, contribute to the world, and do meaningful work in the world that you have learned personally? Well, I pick up on your failure comment because they were failures and I've had many. I've had more failures than successes. Although if you just you know list my successes on a page, I've been more successful than most entrepreneurs who've never sold a business or et cetera. So the failure part, it's kind of like you've got to buy into the potential of failure in order to, to pursue pursue a career as an entrepreneur you've got to you know understand that it comes with the territory and and hopefully you're better at responding than my five years in the in the figurative basement um but it's about bouncing back from failure and and learning from that so you know the one thing that i always tell people is if you're going to hire a coach or advisor to help you make sure they fail because we learn more from those failures than often we do from the success. So that's one. The second thing is um, I believe very strongly in the power of niching down. I think that most of the coaches and consultants and experts that I work with, one of their biggest problems, even though they've spent money, time, and a lot of effort to try to solve it, is they're casting too wide of a net. They're fishing in the ocean for clients and they're not being specific enough about who are the right fit clients. Now that's important for any business and anything you're marketing or selling, but it's even more important when you talk about your high end clients, the people who love you and will pay a premium price to work with you. You've got to be really clear on who the right people are and who they aren't and create all your marketing messaging to target the people who are those right fit clients rather than creating your marketing message to just spray the market and throw chum into the ocean mm. powerful powerful stuff yeah i love that you said the potential of failure because <laughs> there is a potential you know in in it going out on the other side what did we learn to get to our ultimate goal that we have so there's definitely a potential there right and it's part of the journey and yeah niching down is powerful and every time you know you even do this exercise and i do this over and over in my business even though i've been you know in, in this journey for a while now too it's uh it, it just gives you so much more clarity and and you see that actually in your brand you know the more clear focus the mere the more clear you are with your messaging the more you really understand who you want to serve at that highest level uh the more you'll be very successful and your focus narrows which means that a lot of your energies will be going towards the right um priorities in your business income wise as, as well so it's definitely absolutely all connected um jay thank you so much for this beautiful conversation we actually have reached the end of our show and i would love to ask you where is it that people can continue the conversation with you or learn more uh regarding masterminds 
So uh, you go to my website, which is sixfiguremasterminds.com. Uh, you can always email me, jay at fairbrother.com. And um, we'll also in the show notes put a link. If you'd like to, I have an assessment that you can take, which gives you an idea of, of how sort of well positioned you are if you want to create a mastermind type program for your business. It's called the Mastermind Ready Scorecard. And we'll put that in the show notes. Absolutely. Well, again, Jay, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, what a beautiful conversation. And I will see you next time with another show and another beautiful guest. Uh, and you know where to find us, all our social media channels and all major podcast platforms. Thanks again and have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye, everybody. Company, and we care about doing more good in the world and serving our global communities. Our foundation, the Life School Mission Foundation, serves young girls and women that have uh, don't have access to technology, that don't have access to education that they need, and also are living in toxic environments, get more resources around those areas of self-leadership, entrepreneurship, and intrapreneurship. Please help support our foundation by donating so that we can support more amazing souls. For every client or student that comes through the life school, we pay back the same service. We give that back to one young woman or a young girl so that we can help support them in those three areas. If you'd like to make any donations, check out our website at Lona Lopari Coaching slash the Life School Mission Foundation or send us an email at lifeschoolmission at gmail.com. We appreciate your support in this very important cause.